When I was growing up, I had a really bad temper for seemingly no reason. I could get very angry very quickly and I would lose my cool. And I'm certainly not proud of that, but it is true nonetheless that that's how I was when I was quite a bit younger, as in my early teenage years. Thankfully, I feel that when I was about 15 years old, God did a work in my life by his spirit and he really took that away from me. He actually used at that time, uh, the movie Schindler's List came out, the true story about Oscar Schindler during the Second World War. If you've never seen Schindler's List, I would encourage you to watch it, but prepare yourself because it's a, it's a very heavy story. And what I found when I watched that movie was that there was a certain character in that movie that I could see characteristics about that character I did not like, but I could see myself kind of reflected in that person and my bad attitude and in my anger. And I remember seeing that. And as a result, it, it forced me, it caused me to, I was a Christian. I had already prayed to receive Christ, but it, it caused me to ask God to do a work in my life and to remove that anger and that, that lack of self-control. And he did that. And God, by his spirit, began to work in my life, self-control, which is one of the evidences of God's spirit working in us. Paul puts it like this in Galatians chapter 5, that the fruit of the spirit or the evidence of God's spirit working in you, one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. So God has done that in my life in a big way. Now, that's not to say that I no longer get angry. I wish I could say that. I do get angry. But I find that when I get angry, I have a lot more self-control than I did when I was a lot younger. And I, I really do believe that that has a lot to do with the work of God's spirit in my life. Now, on this thing of anger, anger is not sin. That might be good news for some of you that are watching this. We know that anger is not sin because first, the Bible actually says be angry in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter four. And one of the second reasons we know that anger is not sin in and of itself is that God, who cannot sin, gets angry. Now, for the Bible students watching, you're already a bit frustrated with me because I didn't give the whole reference from Ephesians chapter four about being angry. I'll get to more on that in a minute. But before we get there, I said that God gets angry. The obvious question is, what makes God angry? Well, for one, unbelief. The New Testament book of Hebrews, we're reading through Hebrews right now, and we're in Hebrews chapter 3, and Hebrews 3 makes it clear. When you distrust God, who is the exemplar of trustworthiness, that makes God angry. But what makes God's anger different than my adolescent anger? He is angry for the right reasons, and he responds in the right way. I think that's in large part what is meant when Paul in Ephesians 4 says, be angry and do not sin. In my angry, ill-tempered, childish years, I got angry for no good reason, and I clearly didn't respond to my anger or with my anger in the right way. But God does. He gets angry for the right reasons, and he responds in the right way. What does it look like to be angry for the right reason and to respond in the right way? If the abuse of defenseless individuals, children, those who are disabled, oppressed groups, minorities, if their abuse, if that angers you, you're becoming angry, I think, for the right reason. If it enrages you that people do injustice and they seem to get away with it, you're getting angry for the right reasons. But what does it look like to respond to that anger in the right way? How does God respond? 
Well, one of the things that you find as you read through the scriptures, and specifically in this passage in Hebrews 3 that talks about God becoming angry, is that he is patient. Or using a good Bible word, God is long-suffering. And I love that word, long-suffering. It's not really a word that you hear used very often. In fact, in our modern day, it's kind of an outdated word. And you know that it's an out-of-date Bible word because it gets auto-corrected when you write it into your notes app or into a text message. It puts a little red squiggly line or it auto-corrects it. So in other words, our modern electronic dictionaries don't really recognize the word long-suffering. It may be out-of-date, but it is a good character trait. And God is long-suffering. And you and I are grateful that he is. I am so thankful that God is slow to anger. In what other ways does God respond to anger or to the things that anger him in the right way? Well, he promises to judge injustice righteously with perfect justice and impartiality. I am not perfectly just or impartial. I know, it's surprising, but God is. And we can trust that he will judge with righteous judgment. But here's the thing, God in his divinely righteous anger will judge unrighteousness. He is slow to anger and long-suffering, and he will be gracious to those that repent. But ultimately, God's righteous wrath will consume injustice. Now, that is a picture of God that is a frightening picture. And it's one that causes more than a few people in our modern Western culture to kind of cringe when we think about the justice of God or the wrath of God. And we think about the concept of hell. There's a lot of people that really have a hard time with that. They have a hard time swallowing that picture of God. But it is a picture that in many places throughout the world and throughout history has brought great hope to people. Why? Because we look around the world and we see incredible injustice, things that make us angry. They anger God as well. And sometimes we respond to that anger in the wrong way. But we need to recognize that God in his righteous will respond to it in the right way and he will judge it. So the idea of the justice of God's wrath coming upon unrighteousness should give us hope because we will recognize that there is no injustice in this world that will not ultimately be justly dealt with. It is a frightening picture of God, but it's one that I think we need to think about as we have our coffee today. We'll see you next time. Thank you.